0: well i'm super excited to have you on the podcast here i uh love my uk folks so shout out to you for being on and You go by the name of Camila Tootsie, correct? Yeah,
1: Camila Tootsie,
0: that's me. I was very happy when somebody tags you you at my username on Twitter, and they said, you should have Camila Tootsie on the podcast. And I was like, you know what? That seems like a great idea. I, I glanced at the profile, and what caught my attention right away was the username, the MILF upstairs.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Is is that that what you uh, consider yourself, the MILF upstairs?
1: Now, yes, I guess. (laughs) That's
0: what I am. I feel like that's that's every guy's dream is to have a MILF living upstairs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I've had that comment a few times. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like if if i was living in a, a a double story um condo or apartment or anything like that and there was a milf living upstairs and i was like a single guy i'd be like man like how can i have some kind of interaction with this milf upstairs i would be doing all the most cringe things possible like i would probably like a uh, trip on accident as like she was walking by me <laughs> just to get her attention you know
1: well, I've got two guys, neighbours, and they take the rubbish out that I leave on my stuff. I have every intention of taking it down, but they do it for me, so <laughs> yeah, have it hasn't worked.
0: What what a what helpful lads right there. You gotta you gotta respect it.
1: Exactly, I do. I'm always grateful.
0: So how'd you come up with your name Camila Tootsie?
1: Oh gosh. Um this question I get asked the most probably not the best story but uh to be honest Camilla is the controversial member of the royal family so you know I stole that rebel name and took an English word that we use for feet so it just seemed appropriate I guess
0: oh okay okay that's pretty interesting so it's more of a royal name that you that you took after there yeah definitely i love it, I love it. no there's, there's there's nothing like combining your name with a royal name and letting people know what who and who they're talking to you know like hey you gotta talk to me like royalty you know i'm Camila titsy <laughs> that's what i'm
1: saying
0: for <laughs> absolutely and so it looks like you do a lot of foot content Would would you agree
1: yeah um I've been around four years now, so I've been had accounts that have had their blogs in banned. So I think I've covered every sort of foot based content I can think of. I mean, if there's more, I'm sure fans will tell me.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh honestly, you know, some of the greatest content out there, and the the foot world, in my opinion, I feel like is growing in a massive way.
1: Mm, definitely. In the last four years, I've noticed a huge change, especially over in the UK, definitely.
0: Have you been surprised by the kind of support that you have received over the last couple years?
1: Yeah, Um, I've made some genuine friends from this game, as we call it, or roller coaster. Um, So, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, no, it's a fascinating world. And you're right, myself, I've made a lot of friends and, you know, have rubbed elbows with a, a lot of different people, especially around the world, and you know, people in the UK as well. And I'm, I'm actually somebody who is very fascinated with the UK. I've always wanted to go to the UK, and so now that I have the opportunity to speak with people from the UK, I'm just honestly just a a ball of questions when it comes to UK. But I try not to be annoying with it because I'm probably one of those annoying Americans that. I have all the cliche questions about the UK and I try not to be too cliche, but if there was a cliche question that an American would ask, what would you say that that question would be?
1: Um, okay. I've got two. I've been asked if I know the queen. We um, don't go around for dinner. I don't know her personally. <laughs> um, and the other one is, do you always eat queen crumpets for breakfast? And that's a nice We like our variety. We like American breakfast too—the pancakes and the bacon. That's insane. So, I I like the quiches. I guess they always make me giggle, always.
0: Yeah, you seem to have like a stronger accent than other British people that I've spoken to. Does that have anything to do with like location of the United Kingdom?
1: Maybe, yeah, because I'm from um, the Midlands, so it's sort of like the middle. I've lived all over parts of it, so I think I've just picked up from people that I've been around or areas that I've been in, so it serves me well, the voice does.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, something fascinating that I've found is that when transcribing audio on YouTube, anytime I have somebody who has a British accent, it transcribes the British accent in English a lot better than the American accent. Oh. That's surprising. That is surprising. And and what I think that tells me is that the, the British accent in English has probably been around a lot longer and is probably the more proper way to speak.
1: Oh, well, I'm obviously going to say yes, because I'm British. <laughs> but not all of us think so um, correctly, if that's the way you want to put it. There is mm. people out there that don't say the word stop play. Eh?
0: Yeah, okay. In, oh. your, in your opinion, do you feel like, and don't be scared to answer this, okay? Like, I, we all know that you don't mean no ill intent or nothing like that. But when you hear an American person speak, do you ever think to yourself like, wow, they, they sound ghetto?
1: <laughs> no, because I've, I've spoken to quite a few Americans and you're all so different. I always think, are you like the UK? Because two people from the same place too. I have a completely different accent. So it fascinates me personally. But yeah. I- so, oh, sometimes I'm not gonna really
0: lie. I see some YouTube videos and I think, oh my gosh, but that's everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I I guess I guess it goes the same both ways. As fascinated as I am with people from the UK, it's probably the same, you know, vice versa. The people who are from the UK are likely probably yeah. fascinated with with the US. I, I think it is that's just the way it is all the time like we're always going to have a fascination for different parts of the world and you know that's probably why people travel so much
1: yeah definitely if i wasn't so scared of flying i would have gone more places by now
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared of flying too it's like the scariest thing ever you have no control right
1: exactly and i don't like having no control i don't like that
0: (laughs) Ooh, that speaks volumes, actually, and you just unleash a whole new series of questions. You don't like not having control. Tell me about that. Does that go for all different aspects of your life?
1: Uh yeah. Honestly, yeah. I like to have. It sounds really bad, but I like to have everything under my control. And that way, if it goes wrong, it's on me. No one else. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's interesting, right there, and. I think that I think most women in general like to have a lot of control and that's probably honestly a normal thing. I think guys should let women, you know, maybe have a little more control in a lot of ways because us men, sometimes we think that we know what we're doing and, you know, we just don't.
1: (laughs) You
0: said it, not me. I know. I, I bet you there's somebody a guy listening right now, like, oh, shut up, Daddy Goods. Be quiet. <laughs> oh. Definitely. It's a couple,
1: I'm
0: so sure. Hey, listen. <laughs> I feel like, all right, so if I were to speak from experience, I would say that if I say mm-hmm. something, it's because I really, truly believe that it's the correct way or the correct thing that I should be saying. And if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll admit it. But for me, as a married man... I have a wife who is, you know, going to speak her mind and she's going to tell me what she feels and if I am wrong, she'll let me know. And I, I like having that in my corner because you need people who are gonna tell you when you're wrong.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It works both ways. Me and like I me and my partner, we've been on a roller coaster and so you know, sometimes, yeah, just leave her. Just let it just let it be. Other times I'll be in his corner. It's-
0: how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is how it works, and you know that's that's the yin to the yang at the end of the day.
1: Definitely.
0: So, mentioning your partner, I mm-hmm. believe I've seen your partner in some photos that you have on Instagram. Correct?
1: Yeah.
0: Yep, and he's also in the content, obviously. Awesome. <laughs> and 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 does he enjoy taking part in the content you create?
1: He is the whole reason I know about footfaces and how to do this, I guess. Wow, okay.
0: So he introduced you to the world.
1: Yeah, so before I met him, I didn't know. Obviously, I wasn't completely naive. I knew guys had a footfest, I'd never experienced it myself. Um, And then I met that guy, and he opened the door and then persuaded me, like, took a few months. And he's like, "Just try it." And now I've never looked back.
0: Yeah, no, I bet. What is it? What does it do for you when you, when you create the content? Like, is it something that you feel like you're acting on, or do you feel like it's something that you really get into?
1: Um, it's a bit of both, actually. I'm discovering things about myself that I didn't know from doing this, and I really kind of get off off the idea of the fans loving the content, and that's when you're gonna do more. Mm. I, I get off of them enjoying it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I hear you. It's a bit of a dopamine when you know that people are appreciating the the work that you put in.
1: Yeah, it definitely is.
0: I guess that goes for anything that you do. Like, who wants to work hours on in on anything, and then at the end of the day, people are saying, "You know what? I hate that."
1: Well, nobody wants that, but then I guess as a model, we put ourselves out there day after day. So it's kind of like, it's not appreciated. You can wear your heart on your sleeve sometimes. You can't help it. You're like, oh, I'm disappointed. What can I do that's better? What can I do that, you know, that they're going to enjoy? Because it can be of one of your You put yourself in, putting yourself online and out there. Yeah.
0: So, Ten years ago, could you have seen yourself going online and um, creating this kind of content?
1: No, not in a million years, no, never. <laughs> Why not? Um, just because I don't, I wasn't very confident. Like, I think people think that this is just like fun or whatever, but I've gained so much from doing this, and I wouldn't have the confidence to you me online i'll be too worried about what people think or thought well i care that they like the content but i'm not going to be bothered if they don't it's like okay i'm not that's fine
0: yeah uh, i hear what you mean it is a dangerous world when it comes to people and like letting their opinions be known online and sometimes people could say some really really mean things
1: oh yeah uh, I think everybody that's been online at least once, not just in this game, I mean, online in general. But I don't think they realize the impact it can have when you have a few bad days in this. It's like, oh.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Do you ever occasionally have mental health days or weeks?
1: Oh, yeah. I think before, I never really... Took time off because it's always I have to be there, I have to be there. Now I'm like it's fine. They're gonna go take the day off and I just disappear and then come back after the day and everyone's like, when you gone? I have a life." That's well.
0: Yeah, I hear you. What, what what kind of things would you say you would like to do on mental health days?
1: Ah, uh, I love big Netflix things. So if you give me a book a series or I just sit on the I can watch any box series you've got going.
0: Yeah, no that that sounds great right there. What what kind of books do you like to read?
1: Uh, Conveniently, the ones that are like the erotic novels. I'm sure everyone has read those. Those are my favorite. So I get all my ideas.
0: (laughs) So so love novels.
1: Oh not not really. It's more the
0: erotic novels. than Oh erotic yeah. novels. Yeah,
1: like
0: fifty Shades all that kind of stuff. Got it, got it. Yeah, I guess you gotta be a very visual visual person when you're reading those kind of books because I've tried reading books like that were erotic and you know, um they were definitely interesting, but for some reason I just can't like visualize it the same. You know how some people say that books Are better than movies. I'm always one of those people that are like, no, I want to watch the movie. I don't want to read the book. (laughs) You know what's
1: interesting though? Everybody that has ever given me that answer, always a guy. So I just naturally assume that girls like what they hear, and guys like what they see. The same Uh, thing. uh,
0: That's (laughs) interesting. Actually, that makes so much sense. Guys are more visual, and women are more. But where would it be? I guess uh, they just like to hear things. that. That's interesting. That's why women fall in love with the Casanova because the Casanova he knows how to say the kind of things that the woman wants to hear, and then therefore she'll fall in love.
1: Exactly. That's it.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, have you ever read The Art of Seduction?
1: No, I haven't actually. Now I'm interested.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting book um, by Robert Green, and he talks about a lot of different seducers throughout the history, seducers who had different traits that, you know, really stood out. And Casanova was one of the seducers that Robert Green mentions. And then there's um, Marilyn Monroe and just all kinds of different seducers, even I want to say Napoleon also was another seducer believe it or not wow. but they yeah, he described like the different qualities that they would have and it was just very fascinating and you know um casanova being a, a a seducer with his words he figured out you know exactly what you know women enjoyed and women liked and i don't know it's just it's just interesting to to know you know, the different qualities some of these people have.
1: I think those qualities are always good because you can always look at them and think, how can I use that for myself? It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the reasons um, that I, you know, read the book. I guess anybody would read a book such as that if, you know, they were trying to learn something and somehow be able to utilize those um, masterful traits for their self and what have you and you know especially somebody like you like somebody who you are appealing to a mass audience and it's almost like you have to create content to you know seduce more than one person at a time do you ever feel like that's what you're doing when you're creating the content like you're you're looking at a mass amount of people as one person
1: um Yes and no. Sometimes you have to, because the video could go on forever. And sometimes no, because a certain type of video brings in a certain type of fan or supporter, whatever we want to call them. It doesn't mean that the same person that has that exact set is going to like the same things that that guy does. So you kind of have to do a couple and kind of it for everybody. Because not everybody that likes to is obviously submissive or more dominant. So you have to kind of play it by ear. Just kind of go with the style of video that you want. And then think, right, this is what I'm doing. This is the way it's gonna be. And kind of stick to it if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Most definitely. What would you consider yourself? More of a sub or more of a Dom?
1: Uh oh, I think Oh, well, that's a good one. I'm a little bit of both sometimes, so, so the so content comes submissive, but I will never be submissive um, online or anything like that. It's always I'm in dominant position.
0: Right, right. Have you ever seen like the the Fendom Twitter before? because you're more a part of the the foot world, correct?
1: Yeah, definitely. I didn't. I. Was, started out as the foot world and the foot community. Um, I'm only sort of recently crossing over those lines. So I'm still new to some of it. Some of it, I'm a bit like, I don't know where I'm going, but we'll figure it
0: out. Yeah, it's interesting to me because, you know, I recently have had a lot of dom on my Twitter and just the way that they speak is, is very interesting to me because, you know, I, I see the the women that are more leaning towards the foot world and, you know, very, very nice and very sweet. And then the down world, I feel like you would get the same, but they're playing a character to where they cannot be nice and sweet to people. And it's, it's interesting that so many guys really, really like you know being called loser or you know being called you know just just being put down in general but then again you know there's a lot of guys that don't like being put down and they don't like feeling humiliated and all those things and i sometimes wonder if there's a real understanding on when those terms should be used
1: yeah i think um oh that's a good question so I think I can only speak from it's my experience. So I've noticed sometimes when oh gosh, now you've really something for an answer. But you know sometimes when one guy is sort of alpha in everyday life, probably the boss or whatever, if he's comfortable and secure with himself, then he's secure that his fetishes are submissive. I think sometimes when they are twisting between the two that's more there to do with their own they're not sure if they're dominant or submissive
0: Mm. yeah i see what you mean i see what you mean yeah i don't know man i i i think i have trouble myself trying to um decide if i think i would like that and i'm pretty sure i wouldn't you know because i don't feel like somebody calling me personally loser would turn me on, I'd be like, excuse me, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> it, um, it wouldn't
1: me either. I'd be like, uh, who do you think you are? Don't speak to me like that. But, um, I mean, I have done it, and at first I didn't understand it, but then after I spoke to these people and understood, it's more to do with the fact that it's not even about them being called a loser, it's about how the woman is or the model is treating that person. So they already give off that she's dominant, she's superior. So it's not about them, it's about the model or the goddess or gum, whatever she referred to self-say.
0: Yeah. But they probably asked for you to say those things, right?
1: Oh yeah, I do get it, yeah. Um I don't know if it's because I am nice in everyday life and I am quite sane that they want those things, I guess, because I wouldn't naturally, I feel awful if I came up to a guy like, you're a loser, in the street. I feel so bad, I couldn't do it, but you do have to go into some kind of character,
0: definitely. Alright, so <laughs> as far as, like, re- requests go, and and what have you, has any of the requests that you have received been very shocking or surprising? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any examples
1: um i can go from one request being somebody wanted a full-on catwoman get up get up and to me to memorize her seeing on the roof um i don't have all day to figure that out to remember that (laughs) that was one weird one uh you know what? I don't get as many as some of the models. They've had some really strange ones. I think the others are more, uh, to me, I'm like, oh, I don't understand that fetish. Why do you like that? But more, it's, it's always adjusting up and acting out a role. they always very nice. Like they want me to learn a full on verse of a movie. I've only got 10 minute video. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Right,
0: right. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, you just you just had to do it one at a time. Um, as far as, like, models go, have you ever collabed with any models?
1: Um, well, I've collabed with one, um, to fairly new, but I am raring to go with the models. I've only just recently kind of gone from just being online to, to meeting people this year, so I'm still, I'm still on the lookout to meet with people, but I definitely have people in mind that I'd love to see with
0: definitely models i've seen some models they they get really involved during the collab and you know you know oftentimes they will like you know worship each other and what have you do. like have you ever thought about if you would be into that
1: uh, i have experienced that
0: yeah um i oh, um, actually experienced that
1: yeah so um the last model that i felt would be you know things get heated, and you think, "What, what, what?" This interest that the guys have got, so you get curious. You can't do it for as long as we have, and think, "What is this all about?" So I have done it. I'm more of a. I like, I love girls than me. I don't know if I've crossed over the line to worshiping girls yet. See, anyway, but I, I think it's. I get turned on more when girls at my feet than men. So. Really now. Yeah. That's that was something that I was like kind of side, but you know you got it out of me. <laughs> when
0: when you did you know that going into the collab that that you were into like women or like was this already something you knew or is this something you found out during? Um,
1: I think I, I think it's curiosity. I'm sure everyone was curious because men are completely different to women. Um, but I don't think I expected that at all. I'm I thought it'd, you know be friendly or. The heated, but I don't think I thought those boundaries would have been crossed, no, definitely not. I'm glad they were. To be
0: honest. I, I bet you your partner thought it was hot.
1: Oh, definitely. Especially when you see the photographer, you know, he's having a his life. So.
0: <laughs> so my wife, she does um content as well, but she has yet to collab with anybody. And I asked her one day, I said, would you be open to collabing with another model and she was like yeah i would be open to it and i was like what if the model wanted to uh, do like a like a worshiping type of thing and she was like yeah i'd be down with that and i was like wow like i feel like for me i would be incredibly into that you know i would just be watching like like mouth open you know like <laughs> i don't think you'd be everybody. i <laughs>
1: uh,
0: no like I, I i probably shouldn't be the one filming is all i'm saying <laughs>
1: I don't know if it should be a guy filming that. It probably should
0: be another female, <laughs> just so it actually get done properly. Yeah, probably so. Like, all right, so that's that's something that actually is an interesting topic because, you know, I'm somebody who, you know, I have a podcast with a lot of models who, you know, show their feet. When I'm, you know, in professional mode, like that's all it is. Like, it's never something where yeah. you know I'm looking at the woman as an objectified object, you know what I mean? It's never like that. Yes, I'm into feet, but, you know, when it comes to the podcast, super professional, and I feel like it's the same way probably with a lot of guy photographers. Well, hopefully anyways, I know for me, you know, if I'm behind the camera because I've also done some, some photos as well. And, you know, it's always just like, you know, the best photo, like how can I get the best photo? How can I make this the best art possible? But, um, you know, I'm sure there's also the guys who probably shouldn't be, you know, create <laughs> or be behind the camera because those situations, I'm sure, can be very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never experienced it. Everyone that I've worked with have always been professional. I'm like, let's go, let's do this. They've got their working head on. Um, I don't know anyone that's had those bad experiences. I'm sure they're out there, but mostly what I've witnessed is when it's male, they just want to do a good job. They want to do a good job for the model, for themselves and for everybody else. really.
0: You know, something that I've realized because I, I have a close friend who did foot modeling for um, a short while. She probably did it for like, I don't know, three or four months. And after a while she decided to get out of foot modeling because of the interactions she would receive from people in her um, DMs, you know, she said that a lot of these people were very like nasty, disrespectful, um, mm-hmm. very pushy in a lot of ways. And you know, hearing that was was shocking. Yes, but now I take that scenario and that information and compare it to the experience that my wife is having with uh, foot modeling, and it's like completely opposite of what was described to me from the friend of mine. And I sometimes wonder if the models who don't have a significant other or a partner that is, you know, obviously in their corner, uh, I wonder if those women get it more than the women who do have, you know, a partner or spouse that are, you know, very apparently in their corner. Because Mama Goods, she she doesn't get it like too many disrespectful comments or pushy remarks and it seems like from what i hear from you like you probably don't either
1: no i mean i've had them um you know you just block them and move on or give you no attention i don't really tend to receive too many uh bad messages anything like that they're all everyone's really been supportive and you know when you're when you're when you doing intimate good, they can be the first one to say, oh, well done, this is awesome. So I, luckily for me, I haven't experienced too much of the bad side. I've experienced some, but I think not as much as what I know single females have to see, definitely.
0: Do you think that the guys who are pushy and rude target the women who are, you know, you know, single? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I do, definitely. I think they think that they're uh, easier to get around, persuade, manipulate. You. I don't really know what you're but I think they see them as an easier target. Whereas here, we've got someone to say, "Is this right?" You know, kind of advise you what to do. They haven't got that, so I can imagine it's difficult for them.
0: Wow, you know, that's very interesting to think about. You know.
1: It definitely shouldn't happen to any now at all, but. Yeah. Nice,
0: most definitely. So, guys listening to this right now, be nice to these models because they go through a lot.
1: If, if they're not nice, you know, they'll lose them and then, you know, they're going to blame themselves because see if They're going to stare at them. You have to go find somebody else and start over again. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Let's do a footmercial and then we'll come back. I'm not sure if you know what a footmercial is, but I'll explain it real quick because we didn't go over this. So I would just zoom in the screen on you and play a little music and do my spill, And um, you can just show everybody your feet, even though you already have been. But yeah. All right. So we'll be back. All right, everybody. Welcome to the first footmercial of this episode. We got Camila Tootsie on the podcast right now. IG is goddess underscore Camila underscore Tootsie. And Twitter is the MILF Upstairs. If you haven't already, smash the like button on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, you leave a review. Five stars of course. Or if you're on Apple Podcasts, Leave a review. It helps grow the podcast all around. Also, www.daddygoods.com is live. That's d a d d y g o o d z dot com. So be sure to go there and subscribe to the mailing list. All right, so Camilla, Tootsie, what kind of content can people expect to find on your websites?
1: Um, uh, You can see the pain, soul, Tuesday. Um, You can go to the X-rated version. That's what you want to see. I do a lot of uh, foot cook content, which is always a winner. They love that one. Too much, actually. Too much.
0: What, what kind of content?
1: It's the um, foot cook content. It's always too hard to say.
0: <laughs> foot cook?
1: Yeah, you're putting your head at me like you're not sure. <laughs> it's, um, um, so I guess because obviously I was with my partner, we get a lot of content where the guy is like watching him be drumming with my feet and, Telling them that they're losers and they're
0: cuck. You know, that oh. kind of content. Oh, cuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. C-U-C-K, right? Oh, it's my accent, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's all right. Oh, wow. So, see, that's something that I haven't even thought of, the the cuck content. That's, that's big on the internet.
1: Yeah, very big. That's probably the most content I've got on the website.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah. That, that's very interesting. So, the MILF upstairs has cuck content that you all can go and enjoy. And, um, is it like OnlyFans yeah. or is it loyal fans? Uh,
1: no, it's um, Great So, it's my own website. So, I do have an OnlyFans, but all of my content is on my website, every single bit I've got. So, com. Okay. is the website.
0: Say that one more time.
1: It's
0: greatcom is the website Okay we'll have to So they can find that website Probably on Twitter and on Instagram Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah definitely
0: So Everybody make sure you go and check Those out because I'm sure It's something great to see um, and, and you know I haven't myself seen it yet But you know I've seen her Instagram and Twitter She posts great pictures and You know, I'm pretty sure that everything else is pretty amazing. So keep up the great work, Camila. Thank you. Well, is there anything you would like to tell everybody before you got off the podcast today?
1: Ah, just thank you. Like for every single time anyone's liked or shared or even said money, thank you. Because sometimes I feel like giving up and I didn't, so
0: that's amazing that's amazing well thank you so much Camila, for being on the pop pod and um it was surely an honor and thank you no
1: thanks
0: for having me it was awesome right on well thank you also everybody for watching and tuning in until next time we are out of here